0: Locked
1: Talks Radio. Bang! He, is, uh, he stares in the I eyes of the man out. who despises it's him. And the black my real mother said when I came out to the womb, my little black sister was raised can. in the air like this. And she was proud, cause
2: I was
1: going to take after
2: her and not give it to them.
1: Welcome to Flight 3D. This is your captain speaking. We ask that you please note the emergency exits and safety signs. In the event our journey becomes just too deep.
0: All right, we're going to get into we I like to forward to We are going we go
1: to war. Meet me at the back door to get your gun. Go I got M3, it's a play. M9, it's,
0: M15, it's, it's, M16.
1: Superdigger can't put a basketball down. He tall. all Superdigger in a single bound. Super nigga ain't got no degrees, he ain't got no time for that. Street corner, crack houses, projects, his natural habitat. Super nigga got super strength, speed, and agility. So it's understandable when the cops beat him down to the best of their ability. Super nigga had no supervision. Instead he had super inch, between 17 and 25 super inches used to satisfy them super senses with well, they clone little black girls who won't die, but fight. Will they clone little black girls who supplement stamina for endless struggles to write? Will they clone little black girls like Asada, Sonia, Tubman, knowing what they know? Will they clone little black girls like Nikki, Zora, Mommy, Grandma? Who orchestrates train nobody got more than go. us Under Aspiring artists artists? Saliva and in their palms, palms producing hits making noise with their fists. Lanky limbros and afros Break beats and pop lock on dance flows made Let me talk to you for a
2: second. Hello. Welcome to Master Griot Radio and have a seat at the Queen's Roundtable. In celebration of Women's History Month, we are setting up our second annual Queen's Roundtable, Women of Poetry. Tonight, our special guest are Dr. Kamika LH Williams Witherspoon whisper Dior from Dior's Poetic Playhouse and our one and only our host co-host Françoise sweet Françoise so those are our special guests for tonight and we will have a round table so it will go, We, I will ask a question as the moderator, and each queen will answer. So we're waiting for all our queens to come aboard. And at this moment, um, we will have each person introduce themselves. And, um, I'm going to open up the lines. And as I come to you, just introduce yourself, you know, and let everyone know who you are. We'll start with everyone who is here at this time. So, Dior, you're first on the line. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, introduce yes. yourself, Dior. Hi, my name is Dior from Dior's Poetic Playhouse. And um, I'm so happy to be here once again. Jackie, yeah, you, you know you're always bringing it. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to to see what you bring in tonight. <laughs> okay, and do we have Dr. Kamika Williams Witherspoon on the line? Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you, Kamika? Introduce yourself. Hi, this is Kamika Williams Witherspoon, um, and I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Jackie. <laughs> okay. Um, Whisper is also on her way I've been communicating with Whisper on Facebook And we're mm-hmm. also waiting for Francois to call in But in the meantime What we will do We will get started And um, we have women and young women And older women But women of all ages um, Who are listening in and And hopefully some men as well But one of the reasons why I've just been dying to get Kamika on the radio because there are just a lot of people. While she's very well-known, there's just a lot of people that just don't know her. And uh, the power of her um, poetry and her gift for writing is just phenomenal. And she is extremely intellectual. She is an assistant professor. She'll give you all her accolades. But I think her greatest gift is her ability to break down thoughts and ideas into very simple understanding and whether that's in a poem or in a play um even in her dissertations you know, it's just this ability to break down thought and um i just think right now in this day and time um If you've never heard of her, if you're five, six years old, you never heard of of her. This is one of her most infamous pieces. But it just, um, I hate to say it, that it's still so relevant, because you would think that maybe at this point in time we wouldn't need it, but we need it. So um, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: our other callers have called in, but as we get ready to come to everyone else, what I do just want to do is... um, Bring on Kamika's piece, her famous piece, and I'll just let everyone listen to it and you can see why it's so inspiring. Okay, I'm just hoping I can find
0: it. <laughs> oh, we're we doing that again, Jack. <laughs> No, no you know, some, you know, then it's mostly our music
2: is alphabetically, and, but I sort of started with an end, and as soon as I think I know I have it, uh, I don't see it amongst my music and I get frustrated. So, what I'm going to do is I looked at it, uh, we're going to open up the rest of the lines. Um, okay, and from the 973, is this you, Whisper? I'm here. <laughs> Okay, okay, whisper, and we and um, our co-host is here, correct? Francois. No, I don't think you have a. Okay, call from three hundred two. All righty. In whisper. Yes. Okay, you're here. Alrighty. So, well, what we will do just to get everything kicked off and started, the first question is, and the world always wants to know, so that our audience can connect with you, who is Dior, who is Kamika, who is Whisper? If you could tell us who's the person and then share with us your claim of fame, and that Dior, in, in that order. So we we'll go with Dior, Kamika, and then Whisper. Um, well. Um uh no, I'm at that. well like i said um New York is a um i would have to say uh, uh such a word person um a life learner a life lover um and i would just well like i said my claim to fame is words i believe so in the power of words because that's where i was nurtured in words across the board uh you you change your mind you change your life you change your mindset, and, uh, that's, you already know that that's my, my claim. I, I, I speak it, walk it, talk it, live it, and,
0: uh,
2: uh, that, that's what I'm out
0: here, I'm um, doing.
2: You know, hoping to make, a a better life, a better person, a better us, a better world, um, uh, through the power of words. So, that's, that's who I am. I mean, all those things, uh, as well as a, a single mother, a proud uh, single mother. Um, and as I say, I, I'm just a lover of life. I love life. I'm so happy to be here. It's it's so pathetic. I always tell people, people died last night and it wasn't me, so I'm fighting for every inch of my space and loving it while I'm here. That's it. <laughs> Um, hi, I'm Kamika Williams-Witherspoon again. Uh, I'm an associate professor uh, at Temple University in the theater department, uh, and I'm a poet, playwright, and anthropologist. Um, unlike Bayor, um, I work with words. I love, I love the the use of them, the sound of them, the power of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the West Africans call it Nomo, word power and that we call whole worlds into being by simply using the words and whether that's uh, a novel or a short story or a play or um a narrative or memoir words literally can transform uh, both the the writer and the listener and so that's uh that's my tool of choice it's the language that i'm most comfortable in uh and it is what i do for a living
0: Mm Whisper
2: Whisper Whisper I know you may have lost her Okay, she appears to be on, but um, Kamika, can you share where you're from, you know? I'm born and raised in Philadelphia, spent some time in D.C. and then in Texas, but uh, uh, this area is my home. Um, Yeah, this is where I I cut my poetic tooth, if you will, and then down Mm -hmm. in Houston, yeah, Uh, but I've been here for a very long time. I'm a, I'm one of the, the dinosaurs, I guess. Well, no, my young <laughs> people, my students call me an old head, so that that's what
0: I am now. I guess
2: yeah. old OK. Okay. <laughs> so, um Now, um, I guess each of you said basically why poetry is your passion because you mm-hmm. also um you stated your love for words. But if you would go on to um if you would go on to maybe um let us know first this is interactive so everyone can you if give out your website or whatnot and if everyone can take a moment, you know, write it out, follow the link. So as the person speaks, you can get a better feel for them. So Dior, how can they get in touch with you? Um, I'm I can be found at www.thehouseofdor.com, dot com, that's com. Or uh I can be found at Dior's Poetic Playhouse. Um uh and that's uh com. And I can be reached on Facebook. At the Orpheus Poetic Playhouse as well. All right. Okay. And um, Kamika. Uh, two deep two uh, dot com. So it's the number two deep D E E P, and then the number two again uh, dot com. Two deep 2com dot com can get us get you to the website, and from there there are tabs to see what's going on next or. Uh, I've got a new show that's coming up in April.
0: It's uh,
2: uh, some information there about that, Countdown to Boom, um, at the Performing Arts Center on Temple's campus, April 27th. Um, there's also a, a tab where if you want to reach out and sort of send me an email, there's a place there as well, and all the books and things. So uh, 2deep2.com. Okay. All righty. So, um We do want to get to know everyone a little bit more, so I'm still going to come back to you guys to give us a little more in-depth. You know, I know you guys, but, you know, we have a global audience listening in, and I want them to really get a feel for you and uh, um, various things that you do. But I'm going to attempt one more time. I think Whisper says she's calling in again. She didn't know how she dropped, so let me open up these lines. The 302, is that you, Francois? No, that's Whisper. I apologize. I mm-hmm. having. I had some technical difficulties today trying to get in here, so <laughs> <Okay>. I'm here. <laughs> All righty. And call I have... from the four... Okay, one moment, Francois. Call her from the 484. That's Whisper. Okay, Whisper. Okay, so I do have you in. All righty, so yeah. mm-hmm. I'll close out the other line. Okay. So, um... We're gonna bring in. Um, I need Franchouan and Whisper for you each to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and um, then you claim the fame. So we'll start with Whisper and then, we'll, and then with you, Franchouan.
0: Um.
2: Well, uh, just in, in giving like a little uh, personal. Um. Uh, I am Whisper Young. I'm a wife and a and a mother. A very hard working poet and performer, also an entrepreneur. Um, I try to keep, uh, things, things moving and, and working throughout, uh, reaching out to the community as well. Um, like I've been doing spoken word. I'm, I'm mostly, probably most known for being a slam poet, um, being a competitive mm-hmm. poet. Um, and I do have like a number, a number of championships under my belt, but, at this point, since I've been doing it for so long, um, my goal is more to to reach out to other artists and to help it, to, you know, to help them make it happen for themselves as well. You know, it's continuing to push myself um, to that next level. So basically that's what I do. My, my claim to fame really is all of it. I want all of it. So I'm going to press all the
0: right now. That's my
2: claim to fame. All righty. one peace and light, everybody. It's sweet fresh Sean. I'm sorry, I'm late, but I thank you for your patience and I'm so glad to hear all the lovely queens on the line. um you know, peace and light to you guys, and I thank you for all that you're doing for the poetry community um, my My claim to popularity started out this as being a local party poet in the Wilmington, Delaware area, and then I started merging all of my favorite things together to create these productions um that with peace loving poetry, um, which is what I call an open mic, not your, not your not poetry as usual stage where we would use it to highlight, emphasize and uh share poets, singers, um, live musicians, DJs, uh come together under one roof and do and share with universal themes, poetry that had universal themes that we all could relate to on some level. And that, from there, um, emerged another product called Soul Opera, which is telling stories of love and life through poetry, music, and song. And I picked a theme, and we act, and we do improv, and we have dancing sometimes, and artists on stage, and so many things that's happening in that venue. But one thing is that we've been able to grow and stretch as poets and present poetry which I like, which I appreciate. We've been able to present poetry to people um who don't typically go to an open mic or get to experience poetry and also we get to we also have an opportunity to stretch as artists ourselves and most importantly, um we use this eclectic blend of all of the creative expressions. Um and that's been my so called claim to popularity in the area and um it's been a real good breeding ground for other poets mm-hmm. we like to share, and we like to bring poets and singers and musicians that are very talented and don't have the opportunity to do larger stages. We like to, um, we're proud to have an, give them an opportunity to be on stages that they wouldn't otherwise have an opportunity to share, such as Warm Daddies in Philadelphia, World Cafe Live in Wilmington and Philly, as well as on college campuses, and, um, You know, I'm proud that we're able to create um, products that are specific to whatever venue that we're holding. And and Whisper is one of our Peace Loving Poetry poets, and we're glad to have her in our family and on our team. And because of dedicated poets like Whisper, um, Peace Loving Poetry and so Opio have become very popular in the region. Okay, all right. Uh, I said all right. <laughs> see, see, I said that's right up my alley. Right there. Yeah. Um That's right. We, we got we got room for you. We need room for Well you, you know what? Um we've done the exact same well as far as yours poetic play out. Um, that was uh also brought on my uh, by my passion of wanting something uh sexier for adults and um it was, it's been like what fifteen years i have done it, and it's the same thing brought the um musicians and other poets one of the things that um i I loved about what we did we we had to do triple play we either we sing uh with poets and we had to go to acting in, and also some of us came with knowing dialects, using different wow. dialects, may it be Turkish. May it be Nigeria, you know, whatever. We would do an entire plays in another dialect. Um, I awesome. had, uh, yeah, creating uh, whatever scene we wanted to create, I would have belly dances and hold that whole Timbuktu type, you know, showcase. And people didn't have to leave Jersey to to go somewhere to see it. And I love that about it. We got sponsors by, you know, Miller, you know, Alizé, all the different. I, I it just, it soars, and I, it just, uh, I love it, and looking forward to doing it on a large scale. So, well, I was listening, so I maybe we should
0: talk. Yeah, Oh, maybe yeah, we should that's talk what I was Because saying. I would love
2: to um, do more on a large scale, and I started for the same reason, so that we could have an opportunity without having to travel all the time, and, you know, it's really been uh, one of the, core cultural events in Wilmington, I'm proud to say. But, um, you know, it's good that, you know, they say that necessity, you know, is the mother of all creation. And so out of it, I tried to fill a need, my own personal needs, and then I discovered that it was a lot of people in the area that, you know, yearned for the same thing. So it's all good. But you know what, I I think a lot of times is people don't, they don't realize what's available in their backyard. Um, I think that, you know, with me doing so much work in Philly, because I'm actually from, originally from Chester, Pennsylvania, and we left, we would leave Chester to go to Philly. And, like, I'm a Philly adopted artist. Like, I'm not from Philly. When I come through there, I was, oh, whispers, but Philly is my family because of that, because of the way that they've embraced me. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. as far as, like, the, the product that we have right now, which is Rhyme and Reason um, at Jolly's Live, like, we do that once a month, and it's it's a really nice product. We're trying to bring just, – just bring that energy back. I mean, it's a nice wave, a nice movement going there right now, but sometimes you need to really expand on it and allow artists to be full artists and not just put mm-hmm. them in that box where you have to come here and you have to perform like this. I mean, because – I've been singing for a long time, and I like to incorporate to incorporate that in my performance a lot. Um, so right. I want to see artists being their complete selves on the stage. And when you come out like as the leader and as as the flagship, the staple of that event or of that product or whatever, and you're showing all your the talent, they feel more open to be themselves and to develop as more complete artists. So I love you know being able to do that and to, uh, as an artist, operate in all the avenues that, you know, I just see myself moving in creativity. If I see it, it feels good, I go with it. And one of the reasons why I have to say um, that uh, I've enjoyed was bringing the the quote-unquote non-poetry people who thought all poets sounded a certain way or why or also is yes. hungry. Yes. Or why yes. also so we yes. got a new twist to it to bring you in so to try to please everything. One of the things um I know I set out to do as Michael Jackson said, I control everything from from the door to the stage. Uh when it come sure. in it make must sure. look good. It must the food must taste good. There it can't be the food is distasteful and it can't be that the place doesn't look good. It's always, yes. and I've always stepped up my realm. We change clothes. We bring out, I have the best designers. I, I come full scale. And yes. like I said, it has kept people um who are wouldn't necessarily look at poetry or go, ah, they look at it in a different light and don't think we're all dust jammed. Like, even though that's not a bad yes. thing, but just to put yes. another spin on it. So, well, I don't oh, know about my tender. Uh, one one my moment, ladies. Yeah, I just want to take a moment and just, like, um, this is all real great. I just want to keep our audience up with you guys. <laughs> and I do want to, uh...
1: We were getting it in. <laughs> we were getting it in. We were getting it in right there. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. And she's my kindred sister, I already know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I do need to pull um, Kamika in because, you know, she's the, um, she's our queen mother right now on this poetry okay. scene. So. We need to pull her in, and I just do want a little bit more, and I'm gonna go um after kamika um do you I need you to go back and give a little bit more of your background so people understand okay. you know when they say like you're not just changing your clothes to change your clothes, but that you know you do have a gift and talent in that area, but first, um mm-hmm. kamika, you know, go a little bit deeper, I know you told us you're a professor and all, but you know, unveil your story a little bit more about your poetry, the things you've done, who you perform for, and um and why your style.
0: Um,
2: I I I've been doing this for over thirty years. So, uh, you know running the venue in Philly at the Bushfire coming to West Philadelphia Regional Library and both places and Teaching in the prisons for um a number of years with the Pennsylvania Prison Society. Um, traveling all over the world really, performing in Paris at borders. I mean, I've done a quite quite a bit of this in thirty years and won a, a number of awards and um the Delma Chrysler National Poetry Slam, but that's a long time ago now. As an old head, I'm teaching the younger generation. <laughs> <I'll-> <laughs> Um, and so I have classes in poetry as performance and poetic ethnography i don 't think consider myself a slam poet and never did i 've done it, but it 's not my forte i 've always called myself a performance poet uh, so that what I did was um was a uh, um, a marriage of uh performance and um theater um using poetry as text um I, you know, I came up in the 80s and as an old head remember when the first poetry venue was at the Londons with that well, mm-hmm. was run by uh, Lamont Steptoe and Mbali Omoja and Jerry Robinson and then from the Londons, the Bacchanal and I'm, and I'm dating myself it's a long, long time ago granted I was one of the younger ones of that generation but sitting at the feet of Sonia and F. Fritch Knight and and uh Tony K and a whole host of folks who took me in under their wings. Um but now I'm looking at a different generation. Um and what I what I'm trying to do with my work at Temple uh is to give these young people an appreciation of the poets that came before them because too often we think our work is slamming that we're hot and we don't read anybody else and that's not cool. Uh it it doesn't it doesn't appreciate the ancestry and the legacy of the word that we came from. And um, and too often I find that that's all you get. You get folks who like themselves who like them, their friends but don't know anything uh, about Conti Cullen and Paul Lawrence Dunbar and, uh, and James Wilson Johnson or Langston Hughes Ooh. or the list goes on and on and on. And Ooh. as someone who um, was trained by Sonia, I was her TA, years ago when she was at Temple uh, one of many because she had lots of TAs but you know one of the things that she would always say you can't call yourself a poet unless you read poetry and Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
2: what I don't like about poetry today is there are a whole bunch of folks who get up there and start doing it without working on their craft and without reading the work of other poets that did it so, so much so many years before them and um so I don't know where that puts me. I guess that makes me a dinosaur on some level. Um, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's okay, though. I don't mind. I'm in, I'm in a good company, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of folks who, you know, I think I'm okay with. But, you know, I've been anthologized in over 30 publications, you know, from Amir Baraka's work to uh, Ethelbert Miller's. Um, um, I'm writing all the time, whether it's poetry or playwriting or uh, short stories. In fact, I'm in a new anthology of short stories that uh, Deborah Powell Wright has just put together uh, for women for Nina Simone. Um, that just uh, we just had a book signing two weeks ago, um, and there are other things coming up, including the Black Writers Conference. But you know, I, if you say that there are folks who don't know me, that's okay too. Um, but I, I challenge the writers who are listening, uh, not not the uh, queens that are on the show, but the, the young folks who are who are following your show, to read writers. You know, read. Don't just don't just hang with your group, uh, with your age group or the age mates that you might perform with at the venues, but read because there's a litany of writers. Who have been writing and doing this for years upon years upon years, and there's something to be gleaned from that. You Don't discount the work because they're a little bit older. Yes, and thank you, Kamika. That's one You're thing I welcome. just really want to push because I'm not a poet, I'm just someone who appreciates poetry, and I'm. Mm-hmm. I've seen things And I'm like You don't know Kamika Or you don't know this pr- I mean like, Kamika's one many There are so many Phenomenal women And phenomenal other people That do poetry And that record their work are so a lot of they great people have, I know like, that, Lo- Lois Moses And Bali and Mosja uh, yeah. there's, there's so many of them That you know You've got to know Who these people are Especially if you call yourself A poet in Philadelphia And if you don't well, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I I just think it's um, you can't it, know where yeah. you're going unless you know where you've been. It came be. that And that's, that's true. That's the old adage that we live by from the African community, and I I believe that wholeheartedly. You know, and I guess that's it. to share. Lois, um, if you want to know some of Lois Moses' work in the opening, is um, it's Tommy Bottoms, um, Lois. Where well, they clone little black girls. That's a, um, a montage that was done for the Master Griot of various different poets. But um, that is one reason why I just, um, just to share, and I think you articulated it better than I mm-hmm. could, but there are a lot of other people that we just don't know, and, and they're right in our presence. And that's another mm-hmm. thing about. Not just giving flowers while someone can smell them, but just partaking, you know, of that person to be able to, you know, you know, just our culture to be able to go down those scenes and run in and sit and have a conversation with Sonia Sanchez or to see Kamika at these different places, you know, I, you know, maybe years ago everybody was just, you know, hanging, but the things that they created and the legacies that they're they will they're creating and will leave. Because when we're all gone, it's the art that's going to live on. And mm-hmm. that's what's so important. You know, what story are you telling? You know, what are you sharing? When someone comes up and they need to learn about who was before them, what are they going to learn? Yeah, you know, the first poem that I was ever anthologized with uh, was a piece to Gwendolyn Brooks that it, had it not been for Sonia, probably would have never been printed. And it's not my best poem, believe me. But because <laughs> I was in a class with Sonia at the Afro American Museum, and Hakeem Adabuti was putting together this anthology to honor Gwendolyn Brooks, our our real queen mother in poetry, for real.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and and so all of those folks who wrote you know put their poems out there and sent the fast with and said hey you know I'm studying with Sonia and and they look at that you know they they look at that I mean and and I run into people every single day on campus and I say Haki and they go what Amir Baraka and they go what you know the only ones they kind of kind of know is Walt Whitman and May, maybe Ginsberg but my God for real. So yeah, I don't
0: know. That's my big thing. Can't call yourself a poetry.
2: I was about to okay. just say uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting Amiri, um, because uh, a friend of mine's uh, uh um uh Yehuda knows him well and I'll say please I saved an article um called The Politics of Poetry that he was sitting in his living room. and I love—I mean, it's old. It's back from the 80s. All I wanted him to do was sign it. And I just wanted to sit and talk with him. And I got the <laughs> chance to. And it just was amazing. Um, um, from some of the works that he's had, I had to, I, I just, it just was amazing. He is so just awesome. That's all I can say, you know, just being young and sitting and listening to him. So that was definitely an honor for me. And um, um, one of my um, paths, I remember what really started me doing poetry was Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes, wow. I yes. Yeah. No, I was just saying Langston Hughes. Uh, when I was a young girl, and and doing it, I felt so free to fling my arms wide in the face of the sun. I just, I loved it, and it's been, and I've been going ever since. Ever since, I loved it, so I have to say those are my that's important, you know that it, it really is. And Amiri's like seventy-eight this year. I think in October he'll be seventy-eight.
0: Yes, We can't forget,
2: yes. we can't forget these ancestors, these uh, these mm-hmm. folks who are doing the work still, but who p- mm-hmm. paved the path for us. Yes. yes. Now we do have a caller from the seven zero four. I want to see if they want to ask any questions before we move on. Caller from the seven zero four.
3: Yes. How you doing? Uh, my name is um, Mr. Hill Whiskers. just calling. Um, I got a text from Mr. Orr. Just wanted to call. And I've been listening to you guys for about 40 minutes. I've been not 40 minutes. About 30 minutes. And um, I'm very excited about what I'm hearing. Um, I did get a chance to meet Miss Dior when she did come down here to Charlotte area in North Carolina, um, and I write myself. It's uh, something I don't think I share with her, but I've been writing since I was eight years old as well.
0: And,
3: uh, so, um, As a matter of fact, i have be writing for most of my students. They deal with a lot of issues with cutting and trying to commit suicide and all the different peer pressure that they have to deal with every day. So I uh, just God has given me that gift as well to write. So it's very healing. It's an
0: exercise
2: yeah. that
3: we use for all our children for anger man- management and all the things that they have to deal with every day.
2: That is wonderful. Thank you mm-hmm. for calling in. That's that's my good. Um, from Mr. Hill, I thank you so much for joining us. And he's from uh men of, men of Order and WizKids Kids. Um, who uh take uh children, trouble children who of course who they say they can't learn and he's done amazing things with them and we've gotten a chance to team up. Um, as you said, Jacqueline, when I go back and talk about my background, but just to uh, uh just to uh talk about what he's talking about a little bit. Like I said, using writing as an expression is always a, a great way to, to heal, as he says, because a lot of children don't get the chance to express themselves or know how to express themselves. And writing has always been a great form, you know, to do those things.
0: Okay. Well, so, uh, just
2: keep keep moving and share a little bit about, you know, um, okay, well, you know the work what that I, you do and, okay, and
3: your, your background
2: uh, in fashion and all. Yeah, well, uh Another uh, program that uh, is uh, just so deeply just rooted with me, with connects to words as well, is um, my project and That's how me and Mister Hill connected, working with adults and children. Uh, again, like I said, using words to change a mindset. Uh, everybody know etiquette is a form of verbal and nonverbal communication, and as you know, our culture. With the communication today is just is just not it's not happening and to use uh fashion etiquette as a tool to help our children communicate and build self esteem and change mindset uh has been working and, and this is my another as i claim to say, um is called project build beautiful unique individuals learning discipline through the Art of Fashion Etiquette, and so that is my, you know, like my, I said, my background, and that's how I go around. And uh, it also teaches presentation, just walk and talk. I mean, just a complete person. We call it a strip where uh, we do everything in p- presentation as far as, uh, uh, like I said, poetry and uh, self-expression and fashion, creativity, and it challenges, you know, adults and children alike, you know, for those, because a lot of adults have problems speaking as well to their children in front of crowds. I mean, everybody uh, uh, who has uh, problems communication, communicating or having low self-esteem, this has been a powerful tool for them, and I'm so proud to say it's effective. It's been effective. I've worked with uh, uh, pregnant teens and runaways, uh men groups, you know, um male groups, um, uh, who have had a hard time dealing and expressing. So I'm just so proud that I'm able to do these things and it works. It, it, it feels good for me and it, it works for me and I learn from it as well. So I'm so proud of that fact. And again, I would like to shout out um March twenty third. Uh well starting from March thirteenth, I think Jackie, that's coming up Wednesday. I will be one of the speakers at East Arms Library uh, for Black History, Women's Black History Month, March 23rd. I will be doing the Women's Doing It Big Conference, uh, and that will be in Harlem. It is the Powerhouse Conference, and you can find that at womendoingthebig.com. Uh, this is with Ms. Uh, Tiana Von Johnson, who is a celebrity uh, real estate, will along with R&B Divas, Selena Johnson, Roxanne Chante, you know, DMX's wife, Hashira Simmons, and so many other powerful women. I'm just so happy to be on the panel, and it's just mind-blowing, and it's going to be a great day that day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds great. Now, um, we're just going to move on um, so that we can get these questions in. And um, what I want to do I'm going to play uh, one of Kamika's piece, and I'm working on uploading your piece, um, Whisper. And um, I'm still waiting for um, Francois. She dropped again. She's probably having trouble with her phone. I'm going to try to bring her back on. But um, when we come back, the question I will ask is, what do you feel are hurdles women in poetry have to overcome, if any? Right, so we're going to go to And you called me a bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am so tired of being a bitch. I am so tired of being a bitch. In the homeland, I ground the meal to make your bread. I mashed the berries and yams to make your wine, and I tilled in the fields beside your oxen, if you still had oxen, after paying my father for the privilege to lay beside me, and so am I, bitch. And depending upon the kind and type of man that raised me, reared me, took my hand in marriage or reigned beside me, I managed to rise in stature and status as priestess, empress, pharaoh, queen, and I'm a bitch. In war I fought side you. Took up the spear that you had dropped to slay the enemy that taken you from me. I resurrected your soul with the seeds I bore. And when the white slavers came, I let them take me so that you could run free. And I'm a bitch. Crossing the seas belly to belly back to back of wooded slatter sheets, too small for you and a dog to roll over on. I kept you alive. I keep you going, speaking to you in our language of life and love and loves that we had known and would surely know again, never giving away how many times so white slavers raped me, though you knew I promised you in the dark and filthy, yes, we would be free and I would love you forever, but now I'm a bitch. I watched them take you away from me on the auction block, trembling from fear, shame, and hurt. They poked and prodded, looked at my teeth, tweaked my nipples and my thighs, but I refused to cry in front of you, knowing that I carried your seed within me. I promised you with my eyes that I would love you forever, but now I'm a bitch. I made a home for you whenever I could, worked sun to moon for the white folks, and then at night for you, cooked for you, cleaned for you, minted, and so begged, massa, not to beat the times you stood up to be a man for your children, and loved you far into the night with my body to make you forget the indiscretions and the wrongs, but now you can call me a bitch. I watched them hang men, sell my babies babies. I bore in pain while I smiled and kissed away your tears and my tears in shame. After they ravaged my body while you stood near, not carrying it all over to a moment that I was yours. But now you can call me a bitch. Your mother, your girlfriend, your maid, your sister, your daughter, your friend Lover, am I a bitch? I, who tried to be with you during reconstruction Who cried for you off to fight this country's wars Who cried when you came home again to find that you hadn't won the freedoms that you fought for I buried you, bore you, kept you alive with my poetry, my songs, my embrace I believed in your dreams I took up your banners. Enraged, I defied the Klan To take my hand I walked beside you in civil rights lines Got fire hosed and battered because I believed too. I've helped you and loved you Put you together when you were taken apart Made you love yourself before when you had to stand In welfare and unemployment lines Understood you when you drank Never knowing in the morning how you'd made it home Because it was on my show Forgave you for hitting me, knocking me around Knowing it was only Your frustration Witch. I'm the queen of mankind And your disrespect, a bitch
2: Late now, I'm okay
0: <laughs>
2: You know, it's just awesome I, This was really not intentional But all four of you are some of the most dramatic performance artist <laughs> that I know. <laughs> and I just started, you know, when everyone was talking, I said, wow, all of these, no one just goes up and just spits. You know, everyone has this dramatic performance background. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, that's really, it just shows its purpose. And you're getting, I'm getting accolades from all over. Cheryl Norris, um, she wanted to share as another old head and early arts activist, I am extremely blessed by the conversation inspired by my sister's moving the banner forward. Thank you so much for all that you're doing for our stories and words.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: And then um, Whisper, she just uh, she could, I guess she could share that with you too because she she put a little message in on Facebook. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! I'm for- like, when I first got on, I didn't really realize who I was on with because I kept going off. Like, I had to keep calling up to, <laughs> to get on the line. So I was like, let me hurry up and and say my little spell so I can hear what everybody else has to say.
0: Mm-hmm. And then when I
2: heard, you know, Kamika saying, um, you know, uh, I didn't feel right calling her by her first name. When I heard her saying, you know, some people might not know who I am, but that's okay or whatever, I'm thinking to myself we would be at, like, parties at one of my girlfriend's house, and we'd be in a cypher, and they'd be like, oh, my goodness. You know, I saw Kamika Williams, like, the whole building was fake. Like, what?
0: (laughs) I I have
2: no idea how people don't know. Like, I can't can't fathom, like, not knowing, because the, the first poetry that I really heard that I liked was, like, it was slam poetry but my favorite poet is like Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Like the mask is my favorite poem Mm -hmm. of all time. That's like my favorite. That's like the best piece, the most, the truest piece that I've ever heard in my entire life. But I can't, I can't fathom how, I mean, it, it was like so much that she was saying that I was connecting with, because I can't even understand how we can write and how we can call ourselves artists. If we're not trying to push ourselves to grow, if, if you can't sit at the feet of your elders and your angels and learn anything from them, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to start with you, Whisper, since you, you, you've you been so eloquent. We're going to go to Whisper, um, then Kamika, then Dior. And I want to ask you, um... What do you feel, if any, are hurdles that women may have to, you know, tackle in poetry, women in poetry? Well, the first hurdle is themselves. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I think that a lot of times we, as women, we want to adapt to that, that we can't get along, we can't work together, we can't do this, we can't do that. And um, it's just really absolutely not true. And then on top of that, in the aspect of when I say themselves, I also mean in embracing the entire experience of what it is to be um, a woman. Like we have joys, we have pains, um, we have all of that. The, the 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 full woman experience is so vast. Um, And I think that we need to, within ourselves, explore and write about all of that, how we connect with with our men, how we connect with our children, how we connect with just even the every unique experience that's that's totally and completely ours, Um, get our healing through that. And in that, heal our sisters and, and stop putting on that makeup. We start removing that makeup and allowing each other to heal from each other. Like, put yourself out there. Put that writing out there. Stop making yourself a hurdle and wondering about what she's doing or she's going forward in this and this, that, and the other. I mean, because when I first came into uh, doing spoken word, I mean, it it was so many many groups or whatever that you would see. There was only one woman or there were no women. So the woman had to be, like, ten times greater than any of the men just to get noticed. So if there was another woman there they immediately felt this sense of competition. Since I'm not competing with you at all, if anything, I compete with myself to make myself better. I want to embrace you. So we have to get past ourselves. I mean, that's our biggest hurdle. If you can't get past yourself, you can't get to anything else that's in the way.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) I'm convinced. Um, I think... um, The Sister Whisperer is absolutely correct. I mean, you have to get past your own, all your baggage that you bring to the table, the reasons why you can't, the time that you don't have, the kids that you've got to watch, all of those various things that will keep you from your writing, that will keep you from your your rewriting, because oftentimes we think we get it down one time and it's pristine, but that's not always the case. Um, To always go back and try to better your work. Um, you know, we but we've got all of these distractions that we deal with. The other thing, um, you know, and this is just a, a shout out to the, the younger sisters who are coming up, um, you know, uh, men are the men in our lives are are at first very proud of what we do, um, but sometimes if they do it too or if they do something comparable, it can be oh competition with them. And so that you, there's there's a, a space that you have to carve out for the love interest in your life and then the work that you do. And it's difficult, and, and know that going in, that it's going to be difficult. And I think the, the last and, and final thing that I'll talk about is,
1: you know, and this is women
2: across the board as writers in every genre, but as artists, period. We're competing with the mindset that we have to be second-class citizens so that there are women oh, no. who, who are incredible writers who, who are not being um, published, who are not being uh, um, uh, given CD uh, options, who are not being played in the markets, who are not you know, uh, getting the book contracts, who, who, are, who are not getting the awards. And it doesn't mean that they're not good at what they do. It's because we live in a very patriarchal, paternalistic society that looks at men first. And because we're women of color, there's so many other people who are in front of us that they're looking at. But don't give up. Don't stop. Don't let one uh, re- rejection or a thousand rejections keep you from doing the work. Because the reason why we write is because, A, we have something to say, and, B, we want to communicate with some the other, with whoever that other is, the invisible audience or with the world. So don't let the various uh, uh, gender dynamics, um, sexism, get in the way of you still going after your dream. In the end, you know, it's it's whether you did it, whether you tried it, not how many accolades you got on the on the journey. At least that's right. What I think for me. I would have to um say that well I you know, it's interesting because it's funny, one of the things I talk about is the sisterhood. Um when I I, and I said I would speak at it about it at the conference, uh I haven't encountered, uh, as far as, uh, problems with women. I don't know why that is because I always say it must be like some gift. And I'm not saying neither one on the panel, any of the queens on the panel, um, have had, you know, issues. But women have treated me well. And I, when, when women state, uh, they don't get down with women or can't get along, you know, when we're doing production, which, like, as I said, I've never had any problems. You know you you get some artists, I would have to say the sister that are dealing with the singers, some of them sing, singers are so eccentric you just have to know how to deal with them <laughs> however um uh, I have to say when you know what the sisterhood is really like i it's it's one of those things I believe you can you know you work with or show them or uh have patience with uh as far as um uh, as as a hurdle, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen. And the woman who uh, uh, when he, when you were just talking about uh, some of the the publishing and things, uh, we have so many ways to publish ourselves. That's why the sisterhood is important. That's what I wanted to say. The sisterhood is important because you already know, women, we are so resilient. We're so amazing, and I believe we get we get it done. So that's why we have to embrace each other um, to rise above these things. Because if no one can do it, I believe, I truly believe in the sisterhood that we can do things, and I, I think it's a fair thing. That's why uh, I'm not saying men are like right so scared, but when you when we're strong in our spot, they know we're we're a force to be reckoned with, and um, uh, that's something I've always looked at and talked about. Because I command that. Anywhere I go, and I talk about it, if you look on my site, I call it the queendomship. It says if you ain't down with the queendomship, stop flapping your lips. We're not going to even go there. We're, we're, we're not. If, if you're not here to embrace, uplift, you know, nurture, you know, keep it moving. And, and uh, so, like I said, as far as a, a hurdle, I haven't really, you know, uh, encountered those things, thank, thank God, as as far as as any of those dealings. But I know that it happened, you know. So for my sister who's saying that those things, I know that they're there, but I really haven't had to endure those things. So. Okay. Well, you you y'all giving out some great wisdom, and um. And I think this wisdom is relevant not just to women in poetry, but I think just to women mm-hmm. a, a, across the board. You know, I think these are mm-hmm. some um, hurdles and um, and get out of your own way. Sharon right. Monet, who we interviewed, she she's um, we're going to be doing a reading of her play called "That um, Whisper." Get out of your own way. <laughs> at, um, <laughs> April twenty ninth. <29th.
0: laughs>
2: but I think that's a lesson we can all learn how to get out of our own way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, so what I want to ask you each next is what do you see as the, um, now and the future of the spoken word industry? You know, you know, what are your visions and what are your hopes? And we'll start with you, Dior, and then Kamika and back to Whisper. Well, one of those things I I was saying, you know, first of all, I want an award. (laughs) I always say I, I, I want to go platinum, um, for those who didn't, don't know, I have a CD out called Sensual Thoughts, and one of the reasons I did a whole is is dealing with sensual um, erotica because I said no one talks speaks of love anymore. They they make it sound like it's a dinosaur, as she would say. It's it's so ancient, like oh, we're not sensual anymore. And there are a lot of people, men and women, who seek that. And I believe that's why I did so well, so that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is more of that, and more collaborations. I think the collaborations are excellent uh right now, I'm talking to uh um sat down in uh New orleans uh I said you you put a sister with an orchestra, I wanna be a black woman with an orchestra." I I want more collabs. You know, I said, why should I I have all the fun? I want to do poetry on that scale. I want to see more in movies and more, you know, like I said, on every level. We have some, but I would like to see more. So that's, that's my hope for going forward, that we have a lot of collaborations and poetry just expands. Like, it's just limitless. Like, we could just take it so far. And that's where I would like to see you go um, I think that um this is kamika again but i I think that uh, poetry is uh it's the common man's art form i mean you don't hmm. have to you don't have to be a member of the elite you don't have to be uh rich you don't have to be uh oh, yeah. privileged. Uh, but you can take a pen and paper and begin to work on a craft. I think mm-hmm. you have to work for a lo- uh for a long time before you get to a place where someone gives you the title poet it 's not a title that you take on yourself it's a title that uh that others will give you uh so I'm hoping that in the future that uh, the young people who are coming up um, that they kind of keep that in mind that they're they're going to work. Um, uh, diligently at getting better at what it is that they do, mm-hmm. um, and as far as um, you know, taking it into to all sorts of venues. You know, I I think that's what I've tried to do in my career. And you know, I put it in in plays, and and I've, I've performed it in stages with eight thousand folks there in a set seating, and I I hope that the younger people can go and do better than that to to expand. And I hope, sister, that you do win that platinum. Um, uh, (laughs)
0: Thank
2: you. uh, You know, to to just keep keep going for it. But at the same time, I also hope that we remain uh, true to who we are, that if we don't win any accolades, if we don't get the Pulitzer, if we don't get the American Book Award, if we don't go uh, platinum, that uh, we we can look ourselves in the mirror and say that I gave truth when I when I saw truth, and that I I was I continued my tradition as a griot. I I I, I kept the history in the people's face so that they would not forget. Because you know, as human beings, we you know, we we forget easily. We've got to remind each other of both our joys and our triumphs as well as our tragedies. And that's the responsibility I feel as a performance poet. Um, I want to go all the way to my grave knowing that I've continued to do that. And if I do that, that's my award. That's mm-hmm. that's that's my accolade. Um I'm lucky because I teach in in the academy, so i've got I've got babies who go forth <laughs> and they're all over the world, and they're teaching my class and they're they're teaching what I taught them, and they're they're gathering up young people, so I think I you know that there's some truth in that, and there's some reward in that as well um I just hope again that the young people continue to work at it and don't accept mediocrity and uh yeah, I'll leave it there.
0: Mm-hmm. Can y'all hear me? Yes, I can hear
2: you. Okay, I, just, I was just listening. Oh, we were having like uh, having like a uh, little side conversations in, in a couple of these groups about this this uh, this conversation that we're having right here. Um, what I really want to see, really, I mean, I I, I would love to see. Legacy. I, I I'm seeing that so much now, and I feel real weird about it because I hear people talking, like a, a lot of people talking about, um, like when I go and I'm doing, I'm sitting in on like PYPM workshops and stuff like that, and I hear, mm. you know, them talking about me as a as a slam poet. Sometimes I feel kind of weird because I'm I'm sitting there and I feel like I have so much more to do, and right, sometimes they're talking about what I have done. And that all sounds great, but when I hear another artist that's just awesome, and I feel like that they can go so many more places, I, that w- that's what make me what makes me feel good, and that you know that they've grown by what I've actually put out there, and 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 a, and a seed that I've actually you know sown, um, that I might not be around to see all of the harvest for, but it just feels wonderful to see that. I mean, I would like to see a lot more people healing and expanding on the art. Now, I think that, you know, these queens have have spoken so much to that, and and really that's what you want to see. You want to see constant growth, but you want to see that balance. Always see that balance where you don't feel like, where you as as an individual artist, you don't feel like you're selling your soul to the devil for some type of perceived progress you, you wanna see those great and wonderful things and you wanna see your art form be able to be at the same level, you know, however you translate that level as as other art forms. Um I wanna be able to see, you know, one of the best I think one of the greatest things for me, you know, when I finally decide, you know, when I'm when I'm in my little hospital bed, like and I'm like a hundred and 50 years old because I plan to live forever. Um, (laughs) I want my daughter to be telling, you know, her grandkids about, yeah, and when my mom, you know, when she spoke to these people and and the way that it moved these people, you know, because people, they're going to forget what we say. They're going to forget what we do. But one of my favorite quotes is when Maya Angelou talks about, they'll always remember how you made them feel. So yeah. that's really what I, I want to leave that footprint. I want that footprint. I want people to see that Not it, they don't even have to remember my name. You don't even have to really remember my name. But if I sow that seed and that legacy is created and you can continue to grow from it, you don't have to remember the name of the root, but I'm going to be a piece of that root that's way down there. You know, I want... Good fruit to grow from, you know, the work that I've put in, so that I can say, you know, that this has been a great and wonderful thing that I've given to you, because it's 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 been a great journey for me. So I want to see people be able to expand on it and and just be able to live in their passion and enjoy their passion and not just live for a, you know, for a day, just pushing a cart or whatever. Do what you love to do. Continue to give this this energy to the people. Continue to sow seeds. That's what I want. To see, because no matter how many TV screens or how much internet we see it on, if it loses that soul, ah, uh, it's not going to really mean anything. hmm Yes. I agree. Well, um, yeah, um, this is all really great, and it's great to see that we have vision, so much more vision, um, today than a few years ago, as far as the spoken word industry. I think now we're feeling this these things are more possible. And I just see um, I'm around a lot of different people, and sometimes, you know, um, I don't think you understand the power of your words, but um, I had a book. Somebody actually stole the last book I poured from you, Kamika. <laughs> just,
0: and the woman oh, I really didn't like. It was this that.
2: devious um, white woman, which I, I consider her my that's fatal attraction. But she got so into the book. But I work with young people at the House of Umoja. I've seen those young boys who will mimic every worst rapper there is, but I've seen them sit around in a circle and I would play. Just to get feedback, um, i put on a Just Greg. One time we were going somewhere and we were in a, a vehicle and they were listening to Just Greg. And they so respected the lyricism and the word and and shites have come by. And they asked for copies. And not everyone, but it does start to sink in. And and they start to make different choices, if not at that moment when the opportunity comes. And I think that's the most important thing because we really need to raise a nation. And we Mm -hmm. need to raise a nation of thinkers, And I feel spoken word is one of those tools that will teach them to think because, you know, times change. Ten years ago, I remember when University of Penn went from, um, you know, paper to, to computers. It wasn't that long ago, you know. So in 20 years, we don't know what the situations will be and the problems that will occur, but our people need to learn how to think and how to create solutions. And I think that's one of the best things spoken words does. And so one of my goals is to make it not mainstream, but as Kamika says, to get it to the people. And um, that's one of my main purposes. So I would like to see it not just in movies where somebody comes into a spot and the poet's performing, but as a soundtrack, you know, to um, there's so many possibilities with shows that incorporate, you know, can incorporate spoken word. You know, um, the world is our oyster, you know, the creativity um, is there through the poets. So we really do have a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things. Um, I think Whisper... um, Okay, Dior is trying to get back in. All righty. And she may have a little hard time. So what I'm going to probably try to do is to call her because we stopped streaming. I did want to say to the sister who talked about the erotica, I mean, um, the first black erotic book, erotic noir, uh, which um, Charles Blockson and uh, two women um, edited uh, that's it's over twenty years ago. So there is there is room for another. So maybe that's one of the things that um that you can do is is to to edit a collection. And in that collection, Erotic Noir, Black Erotica, I mean it was everybody from Alice Walker to to Sonia to uh to Charles Bloxon himself to me. I mean it was a whole bunch of folks in there. So I mean that's twenty years ago. So it's mm-hmm. it is the genre that is still ripe. Right. I guess that's the best way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well what I'm do real quick, we're just gonna take the second and call Dior. Um okay, if you guys just give me a um <laughs> trying to learn how to do these new things. I'm supposed to be able to call someone. And um All let's see this new technology. I can screen, I can mute. Um, there's supposed to be a dollar here Dior we are listening, and we are attempting to figure out how uh we can call you so um, in the meantime, I wanna just keep it moving where I figure out which one of these things will allow me to um call Dior. So um, <clears throat> can I give a shout-out about my play one more time before we, while you're doing Yes, that? yes, yeah, that's what i like you to do. Um, so Dior did her next up and coming, but if you and Whisper could say what you guys um, have coming up. I know you have boom. Uh, Dr. Karayama Welsh um, uh, uh, at Temple University in the dance department is uh My collaborator, we're doing a piece called Countdown to Boom, uh, April 27th, as part of the Philadelphia International uh, Theater Festival here in Philadelphia. Um, It's two shows, one at 8 p.m. Countdown to Boom commemorates the 50th uh, anniversary of the bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, in 1963, when four little black girls were innocently. But tragically killed because of racism um, We had um, a lot of uh, uh, Death in the news here Of late, uh, young people who have lost their lives to violence But it, Sandy Hook and those places Were not the first time that young people's lives Were taken um, unconscionably And uh, this piece Uh, takes a look at that story um, because it's a a very important component of our our history. It really was the spark uh, that kept the Civil Rights Movement or pushed the Civil Rights Movement forward in 1963. Uh, It's Countdown to Boom. It's filled with gospel music and dance and song and uh, I think that you'll really have a great time if you come out. Again, it's two shows, one at 8pm and if you go to my website, Two D two dot com again the number two D E E P and then the number two again dot com. There's a link for you to um, find out more information about that piece. Countdown to boom. And I will um, also in the comments section I will post all of the links and the countdown to boom. And also post it in the Master Griot Radio group and Facebook. So people, you will be able to follow up. So if you just if you go to Facebook and look at Master Griot Radio group, you'll be able to find it there and find the links to everyone's website. But Kamika is www.2deep2.com. Whisper, Which? what do you have Kamika? Uh, yeah, let's see. We have... Uh <clears throat> Excuse me. PLP has a show uh, at the Queen. One moment, whisper, uh, just for our audience. Give them a background on um, PLP and the PYMP. You use those initials, but everybody may not know <laughs> what they are. <laughs> oh, PLP is Peace, Love, and Poetry. That's uh, Sweet Fern uh product. Um, she has like uh, the Soul Opera, um, which is a really nice. Uh, it incorporates a lot of music. Um, it's mainly a closed set, but then there's a piece of love and poetry, um, which is more the open mic um, event that they have um, coming up shortly um, this Thursday at the Queen Theater, which is World Cafe Live in Wilmington, um, right down there on Market Street. They're they're going to have um, the Soul Opera set, um, and they have a theme for it every time. This one is is restoration and resilience you know, you really might want to come out and you really do want to come out and, and take part in that you know, how the soul opera is put together. It's really a nice, um really a nice eclectic show how everything is woven in script wise, um, with your spoken word and your, your music and everything like that. Um I also have next week, next Wednesday, there's going to be at Jolly's Live Rhyme and Reason, some really nice really nice, very upscale uh the open mic experience. Uh we give you a real nice uh live band there. The band the Kings we call them. They're an awesome band. We have a three headed host, myself, um, Queen Shakira and Jacob Winterstein, um, hosting you and you know, giving you a real nice time there. That's done in con um with some um Urban Angel. I really wanna give them a shout out right now. Urban Angel, um, is a really awesome, awesome movement. They have the Urban Angel Foundation. They're always doing stuff out in your, communi- in your community. They are. We're here to volunteer is their uh, is their mantra, and uh, you can find them, you know, at the Urban Angel Movement. Now, come um, on, you can look at them on Facebook. Um, the Urban Angel Foundation on Facebook. You can also look at Rhyme and Reason on Facebook, um, and, or you can, you know. Follow us on Twitter at rhyme and underscore reasons. Um, there's so much stuff going on. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember everything that, uh, <laughs> everything that we're working on right now. Do you have um, a website at all on Whisper? Let's see. It's like everything is under construction right now as far as website. The best contact would be to go to Facebook. You can actually look for me on Facebook at whisper.young and you can okay. get all of that information. No
0: that's, your one,
2: that's your one-stop spot right there. You'll get all of that information on Ramen and Reason, on Urban Angel, on Urban Angel Foundation, on uh, Young Goddess, which is another uh, company that I deal with. Uh, we're working towards we're changing that, that paradigm that women can't work together and there are no positive images of women in music industry and other media um, through Young Goddess, and it's a really nice artist artist collective also working with them. You can see them at Rhyme and Reason also. But like I said, if you go to my Facebook page, at whisper.young, you will see all of that information that you need. All right. So um, we're about to close out, and um, yeah. we um, – okay, so what I – I guess I felt um, – I don't know, we may have answered this, but if you guys could um, let us know what do you feel are unique opportunities right now for women in poetry? What You know, what do you feel is unique that, as a woman, you know, that's possible because you're a woman? I'll start with you, Whisper. Uh, no, let's go to Dior. We'll start with <laughs> Dior. <laughs> we'll go with Dior, then we'll go to Whisper <laughs> <laughs> and then to Kamika.
3: Awesome.
2: <laughs> She threw the ball over my head. Uh, what's unique? Oh my God. That's an interesting uh question. I, I believe because we're uh, a women, everything is so I like. um I feel is open. I mean, I don't know if I would have to say it's one um uh particular um thing in, in poetry, um, that's uh uh open that's a good question it really is um like i said because i i've not been one uh to so far i should say i'm not saying they don't exist that that uh have come to those type challenges because everything that i've wanted to do like i said to um expand what i've done um uh, meet artists who were interested in for instance uh when I got contacted uh, down from uh, Louisiana, you know, those guys with still drums who had heard what I did and wanted to collaborate. And I was like, wow, you know, so I, I, I just that different ones, even with uh new age music who want to mix and mingle. And I'm just been so excited, violinist. And like I said, a, you know, an orchestra here and there. So, I just think, I believe it's it's all open because this is a, a new day and age uh, where I believe people are more open as far as the, um, the art form. And because we're strong women, uh, we always have our ways of getting through. So I don't know if it's just something in particular unique, but I believe it's high. I really do, all right. you know, for those who can embrace it. All right. Whisper? I feel like... Um the floodgates are open. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever however you choose to put your flag in, it, it there there's so much opportunity, um, right now and like I said before, people need to get out of their own way. The only thing that mm-hmm. is really stopping a lot of people is the limitations of their own mind and their own you know, their own thought process. Um mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned right now. Anybody that comes you can come to me with two sticks and say we wanna do poetry right now and I'm Wow, let's do it, you know. Um, you always got to keep your mind open and, and your art form open and, and be open as an artist. And, and then that world, the whole entire world is, is open to you. Um, whenever you, you know, greet a roadblock, it, what you would consider, what some consider a roadblock, you just have to kind of change your mind and, and see that as an opportunity, not as an obstacle. Um, and then mm-hmm. everything is, is can continuously stays open to you. Like, whatever you you feel passionate about and you see your vision going towards, you know, you need to, as an artist, go towards that, expand on it, and don't even really look so much at what everybody else is doing to make that limit what you're doing, because we're not going to do it the way that you do it. Um, I feel like, you know, everything, everything's open. Movies are open, uh, you know, soundtracks, all of this stuff that we talked about, you know, during this, during this call, during this roundtable, all those opportunities are open to us if we go out and create them and not just sit around and, and talk about the opportunities that people won't give to us. Go out and make the yes. opportunity for yourself. Everything will always be open to you. Um, so, hey, it's 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 boundless. It's boundless. You're bound by oh, okay. yourself. I mean, it's boundless at this point. All right. Kamika? Well, when I go to the poetry readings and the open mics these days, um, a good percentage of the audience are usually women. Um, mm-hmm. That says a great deal. That's number one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and because we have access to the Internet and things like YouTube these days, which we didn't have 30 years ago, um, mm-hmm. you don't have to just wait on the to um, of- that be Publish your work, or to put you out there. There's all these other avenues to get your work mm-hmm. out and to the people. Uh, and because there's so many women who are in the audience who are participating uh, in this art form, the networks are there. You just have to sort of tap into them. And I I do need to say that there are sometimes sometimes there are those women who can be devices, you know, who can kinda of try to, to, to mess up the energy or or to um uh to um to sort of break up the camaraderie that may exist between a bunch of of, of folks who are are doing it. But there's so many more women who are positive and supportive and encouraging and giving and loving and nurturing because that's what we do. And um and so that, when you have a bad experience, you know don't don't crawl up into a hole and sort of think that the whole thing is a wa- is a waste um but to sort of just move to that next experience and always keep yourself in the loop, keep yourself open for these new experiences, and it's a wonderful journey if you're willing to take it um but to take advantage of the numbers, the sheer numbers of women who enjoy poetry, who love it, who read it. Who uh, want to share it and who want to take part in it? Who, who will buy the books and buy the CDs and support the work and with YouTube, who will pass that that stuff on? And that's what we have to do now. We can't let the technology get away from us. We have to be part of it, so that we have to be videographers. Mm-hmm. We have to make the work. Just like the sister was saying, everything that she does is at the top level from the food to the band to the to the tables and chairs. Well we have to mm-hmm. also now put behind the technology and make sure that if we don't know that we have some people in our court or in our uh in our posse who do know and who can help us put out a good product. And not even a good mm-hmm. product, I would even say a great product. And because
0: that's yes.
2: That's got to be our legacy, too, that we're not just doing mediocre work, that we're giving our best each time we're out of the door. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's, just, yes. it's all great wisdom, and I'm going to take all of that as y'all 30 seconds of sharing wisdom because <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> and um, as women, we're so multi-talented and gifted and so giving that all of those things that we need – yeah, honestly, we're born with everything that we already need. We just don't know it. Mm-hmm. You
0: know,
2: life mm-hmm. is just a journey of revelation as to who we are and whose we are. So we just really get to know more about what we actually have, and our and our sight grows, and our trust and faith grows. But I think it's less than six degrees of separation where you will find someone who can help you.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
2: one thing I do want to share to piggyback on what Kamika stated. What we create, it can't stay still. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves that, you know, it, there was one time where we had a lot of events going on and the very few people at each event. And just in the past, within i say the past three or four years, in Philadelphia they've been able to come together instead of worrying about so me, me, but it's easier to come together and create one larger event And after Mm -hmm. that larger event is successful for a while, then you can splinter off where you're literally growing your audience instead of a hundred, you know, small events where just a couple people are coming. So we need to learn how to support one another, grow. The collaboration is like that's this imperative at this day and age because you're going up Mm -hmm. against too much. And in business of any kind, collaboration is key because it allows you um, and communication, because we do talk to each other, so we don't know that five people are running the, uh, uh, an event on the same day. Not cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: That's, it's a big thing. You know, I also I think that a lot of times, something that we allow ourselves to get caught up in a, a lot of times is when you go to certain events, you'll see always that there's poetry being done for Poets, which is the same thing as going to your church every Sunday and turning around in the pulpit and preaching to just choir members, um, and and working together, it's easier to expand that market. You want more people to listen to what we're doing and to love what we're doing and to be able to grow right. what we're doing. Now, we can't do that if we keep that in a box for ourselves. No, you can't look at it. No. You know, we can't be like that.
3: We have to go out right. there and
2: actually share that and expand on that. And and it's better to do that with when you have positive people backing you and you, you guys are all working together and creating that positive energy because what that's going to create is a movement instead of a stagnation, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Yeah. And to create an industry, it you know spoken word is actually an industry, it's part of yes. the entertainment industry, but it is a viable industry, which means you yes. can earn income from it. And yes. what I like about it, it's one of the I feel one of the most diversified as far as the art. Um, even I wrote a little poem about the you know spoken word. It can go with it can go with hip hop, rock, jazz, blues, and but yes, the word can. can stand alone. So. There are so many ways you can collaborate with the word, and the probably the only main thing I, I'll say I want to just ask everybody to share a video. Don't just you know one actually look at the video. Sometimes we kind of get lazy on social media. We'll just click that like button. But that really doesn't mean anything. In business, when people come to look, they're trying to see how many people you actually attracted, how many likes you have on your fan page. If you don't have a fan page on Facebook, get a fan page. It's not as interactive as your personal or group, but the fan page is more measurable, and they want to see how many fans you have. So go by and like people pages. Click onto a post and actually read it so you can give a valid feedback and comment. Comments are important. And then sharing it. Click the share button and share it. Same thing with YouTube videos. If you go to a YouTube video, don't just play it. The like is important there. Click the like and share it. If we get, you know, like, comment, share. Kind of get that habit. You don't have to do everyone everything, but if we were getting the habit of clicking, um, you know, reading, liking, and sharing and with a comment, Two posts, whether it's on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, just two posts a day. And if we would do that just three days a week. But if each of us would do that, it would make a huge difference.
3: Then Mm -hmm. our
2: videos can start going viral. But we as a community don't do that, and other communities do that, or where they're share. Like I just say, my grandson wants to give me every stupid video that he thinks is funny. Somebody doing something <laughs> ridiculous, and he That's wants to show same. me that, you know. And I'm like, you share my video, share the videos when I send you over, share this good music. So,
3: well, you <laughs> know, Jackie, I call that mindless
2: behavior a lot of times with with our youngsters. That's why I was saying um, uh, as as the sister was saying that uh, we have to expand. Um, that's another thing I look at to to get our young children. Uh, as we all have been saying, to get them involved, uh, it's important to get to capture their interest because you know it's so many things that some of the things they look at. I go really, it's so mindless, and I was like, these things don't make you think. So you really have to. That's one of those things have to catch capture interest, You have to know how to capture interest. I mean, through it, for me, it's always been sound, as you know, Jackie. You know, as soon as I open my mouth, you know, it's that whole, you know, learning to to expand on that whole sound thing, you know, that always captures attention. But, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that I've always looked at how to capture the attention, not just so much these days with us, because we're about words and we will, we can sit down and listen to each other and be like, "Mm, I love that line." But with some of them, not all, cuz some of them are really into the art. It's it's about how to capture their attention. Well, everyone oh. on this platform today, each every, each queen, everyone at this round table has no problem in
0: capturing mm-hmm. attention.
2: My that's one thing I've been blessed, you know, I don't know if it's my love of art, but I've always aligned myself with phenomenal talent. And that's why I guess because I'm like, oh, my gosh, did you I, – I feel like, wow. And I just feel like I need to go out and tell somebody. It's since my gift has been marketing. That's my whole thing. I'm not worried what happens. I just need to get to get you guys in front of people. Once I do that, mm-hmm. I don't worry about anything else. You know, it's mm-hmm. just getting the audience there. And I am actually have young people – um, I don't know, started this following with young people <laughs> And they're doing radio shows So they're Very actually true. reviewing positive music So in spoken words So like if you have things Just email them to talk The number two us Talk to us at mastergrillradio.com And um, once a month First Tuesday of the month They're reviewing positive music And um, by July they're going to move into Not just listening to it on the radio, but they're gonna be getting their own blog so they can start sharing it. Like I said, that mm-hmm. sharing is key. We have to, you know, lift each other up and push each other. So, you know, once you know, people like something just because other people like it. Or they trust your word. If you say it's good, I'm gonna check it out. Right. That's so right. we have to share that word. I don't wanna keep going by um uh, videos that only have um to be honest, you, we should be having ten thousand at least, and to be considered, you know, at a certain level, they want five hundred thousand. But most of our mm. videos, you know, you see rarely spoken word videos that go past a thousand, and then you know there are a few people that um, may get a hundred thousand or so, and 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 that's like you know that's our most popular people. And the craziest videos get millions, you know. I, you know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. even account for that one, but, but if we would just, um, I just, sometimes we just don't know. So the formula is to like, you know, to listen, like, comment, and share. So we do those three things when we, you know, go into social media. That will really help. So um, that's just, um, that's the main thing I want to share. All of you women have been great. I'm definitely going to post everything so we can follow up just to share with you. And, Kamika, I don't think you got a chance to hear it, Dior, because you couldn't hear it you were trying to call back in. But, um, Kamika, to let you know, the Master Grill Project, we're going to um, kick off a project that we had started a while ago called Wet, Wonderfully arrived right. Truth which is a compilation. And, and Kamika was saying, and Dior and um, with Franchoine, we're going to um, – do an event there, host auditions with Peace Love and Poetry, and Dior is going to host some auditions for us. And Dior, she was sharing with you that there's only been, as, um, you said Black Noir, Kamika? Yeah, Black Erotica, Black Noir. Yeah, there's one book, and I know that book when I was to sell book. <laughs> and mm. you did, there hasn't been another one since. And, uh, yeah, it was the I first and that. only Black Erotica that's ever been published. So there's there's room really? for another one. So I'm coming. It's, it's being prepared. Let me tell you, a uh, um, uh, 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 publishing company wanted to do mine, but they didn't want to do mine the way I wanted to do. So well, I said, yeah, and I said I'm going to do do my own because the the stylish way that I've always done all my stuff is very all my stuff very classy. Very, I, I was like, I want well, I want mine done. They said it would be too expensive the way I want it done. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on that for a minute, and hopefully hopefully by next year or or earlier than that it'll be done so yeah well that's a um anthology but that is a you know great way of capturing because you are um you really have your pulse on that um genre of erotic poetry
0: mm-hmm. you know a lot
2: of great poets so um i just wanted to, to
0: share that with a you have some erotica
2: too that's, that they may not read it but they have it
0: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Kamiga has a great. She got a couple great erotic pieces too. <laughs> hey, I tell I, people you know, all the time. I love sex. I love writing, writing about, about it too. Yeah, that one piece I remember when you had went. I think into a. Um, Kamiga, she's a great storyteller. So you know, stories always been
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember.
2: I don't remember. I just remember that you had went into a um, an X-rated movie, I think, with your husband at that time.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I turned it into a poem. That's true. Uh, and then I did it on RTI when uh, I had opened for um, Roy Ayers. That's and when I think uh, I heard it. That's when I think I heard it. Mm-hmm. And then... They took a break. 20 minutes later, some man came in and knocked the door open. Where is she? Where is she? And I was embarrassed. <laughs> on one I was a poet. <laughs> uh, you know, also, well, I, I wanted to add this because um, she said something uh, a ways back about it. Um, one of the things that I like that I've done learning, uh, or I should say home in my field as far as it goes, her is that, you know how when people just want to fill something, they're having something, and they say, oh, let's add poetry. You can't just add me. Like some the the gentleman that <laughs> called me from um, Louis, Louisiana and said, oh, we're well, this promoter, he has um, Anthony Hamilton, he has this. And so after I explained, because I have a full line showcase, and after listening to me, he said, oh, well, Dior, you're going to make me go back to the drawing board. Because I said, no, I said, and I mean no harm to take away nothing, because I love Anthony Hamlin and some of the other artists, but, no, they open for us, but we are the showcase. I will not allow, I have not allowed you to mix me with, you know, you got party music going on, because I remember, I believe, at Justin's in New York, uh, uh, they were doing uh, um, uh, some erotica um, pieces, Burles, and, Right before that, they was playing all this club music, and then she came on. And when I say she was wonderful, but the people were not interested because you got them all hyped up. No, no, you can't do that with a Dior showcase. You cannot.
0: We are it,
2: and that's it. You are you, not mixing, and you're not going to bring me in between two comedians. No, I, will, I, I won't I will do it. And that's something that I, right. I won't do it. <laughs>
0: Man, I
2: mean, that's, I, I stopped doing it a long time ago. I mean, as I said, I've been at it 30 years and, and changed. And, uh, you know, it's changed. Let's put it that way. The things that I will yeah. do and the things that I won't do. Yeah, and, and, and that's a good lesson right there, you know. I think it's yes. definitely a time to demand because I think that was, like, the hardest thing. Um, like I said, um, one of our goals, again, is to change public and industry linear um, perceptions of spoken word. Because of that, you know, they just like Dior said, think spoken word can go anywhere. But um, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely changing. People are seeing it's not one way. It's not just Death Jam. It's not just the Slam. It's not just the Last Poets. That, um, and I still think the, the full diversity hasn't touched, hasn't been touched yet. I mean, it's being performed around, but I still don't think, you know, diversity of work that we've all encountered has not right. yet really been shown, Um, you know, to the masses. You know, if you're in the spoken word scene, you've seen it. But for those outside, I still don't think they realize how diverse you know, that spoken word is. And that's why what we do is so important. And just, just let me say, lastly, I was I'm um, in New York doing an Ashley and Simpson place, and I, I was running a little late. They were waiting on me, so, you know, I threw my stuff on. I came, and I did my pieces. And it was so – I hadn't performed in a while because you know, I was taking care of my son. And it was so quiet in this place. You could hear a pin drop. And I said, Lord, they don't like me. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. And so I was about to leave the stage, my last piece. So a girl yelled out, well, where are you going? I said, well, I'm finished. Well, you need to tell them to let you keep going. Cause, and then everybody yelled out. I was like,
0: oh, they were listening. <laughs> 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 was I said, oh, yeah, they were listening.
2: <laughs> so, and when I came off stage, this it was this Caucasian gentleman. He said, "Miss dior you know the words you speak. Some people know not. No, he said, you. they know not what you speak. I said, wow. <laughs> but that was my little moment. I was like, oh, my God, these people hate me. <laughs> well, ladies, what I like to do, we're supposed to do this in the middle, but um, what I would like to close out with is with a cipher. If you could give a minute, and um, we're going to start with, Dior, we'll start with you. We'll go to Whisper, and then I'll let you end it, Kamika. And when you end it, the show closes. So to everyone, again, um, um, I'm gonna repeat. That's www.thehouseofdior.com, the house of Dior. That's D O R dot com. Mm-hmm. www the number two D D E E P the number two dot com to deep two dot com for kamika and for whisper just go to facebook dot com forward slash whisper dot young and you can keep up with each of them and for master Grill radio you can find us at mastergreeel Radio dot com and interact with us in the facebook group so now um we'll start with the cipher and um dior. We'll start with you. Uh, um, and I'm sorry, friend. We were... no, just do you.
0: Um, um. Hello. Uh
2: Hello? Did you get dropped again? Yes, we hear you. We hear you. Just just flow. We all hear you. Oh, you hear me? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody say hello. Boy, your blood flows through my veins. I am Cleopatra patented, and my reign is hard. Never relinquish real man card. Cannot be the strength in your storm. And still sport my rose petals and my thorn. Yes, I can. So, if this is scaring you, you best up and run. Cause Cleo got her spurs, hat, and her gun. <laughs> That's it. next. Mika. Whisper? Wait, wait, I'm still my sorry. Mm.
1: Sounds Mm -hmm. like music minus the disenchantment for real. This must be how God feels when approaching his creation with patience. I'm building you up from the ground up, denying you earth enough so the most high may fill and overflow your cup. Increase your vibrations. Be called up before returning to dust, because this world is not enough. You come after me. Forget what the world is offering. I'm deciphering you through all galaxies. This is love actually and sacrifices to feed. When it comes to guarding you, my darling, King Kong, you ain't got shit on me. You're the heart of me. What I add to my ancestors' legacy, mother of God is father of more than a king. Magnificent and special to us, you are more than these things. We uphold you, all to the most high of an offering, and the heavenlies
2: adore the treasure we bring, covenant bound. Oh, what a blessing love is created is overtaken somehow, and though you've yet to perfect your motor skills now, you'll be one of the ones who turns the world upside down. Balance on a solid foundation. You are love's manifestation and heaven's finest meditation. My daughter, young queen, welcome to creation. Um let's see, North Philly, Beirut, Badlands, yep. Field Notes. Daughter says, It's so sad, so depressing down there. It's hard to care. But all you can do is take care of your own, make sure it doesn't happen to you. I told her then, um, You sound like a Republican.
3: Lift oneself
2: up by one's own bootstraps when, for all too many of them, their boots like the snakes on a wire, are tattered and torn and don't pull up any higher because it was designed for them not to be that long. One, so when their father came back from Nam, instead of a job, he was handed a gun and told to send for himself and be the one to lift the family out. When heroin and smack ceased to be the designer drug of the avant-garde and in the hood, Mary Jane was born in the name. Pretty soon
0: cocaine became crack. Two, when a teacher has 36 students to a classroom with seed resources and even fewer books, look, it's no wonder when the
2: day becomes a way to just keep order. One,
0: disruption, and pretty soon you're off to sleep. three. The he's body can't read in third grade, in sixth
2: grade, I'm or class clown. What embarrassing is it what's all 15, Ronnie the building. I not and he's got By 18, there's
0: already two bodies on the gun, and the long arm of the ball catches him out of the bed. Incarcerated, or anything with people, For images of videos maybe walk, bounce and chest from left to left. She grew conviction in her walk. finding love in all the wrong places, dripping traces of calm, pain, and left, leaving behind baby and even more tattoos and babies who my get out of See, if they had
2: just said, we enslaved those people because we needed their free labor,
0: less than that, then
2: when it was all over with, there would be no lingering racial practice assigned to the color black
0: in my everyday life.
2: I'll stop Exceptions for whom we must remember and laud, But legacy is by definition not localized And if it's not localized then it's systemic And we can never be allowed to forget that If we ever hope to remedy it
1: Education, accesses, resources, jobs The opportunity of time That's why we must stand firm
2: Diligent and determined But my God, benign There is no such Thing as a magic bullet. Looks like there's no one reason why. But let's call
0: it a spade of spade. Hope is bulletproof, despite the challenges
2: to me and mine. All right. Peace and love. This has been the Queen's Roundtable.